0: Two birthdays in the same year for the same person. It's not only possible, but it happens if you happen to be named Elizabeth II and you were the queen. Seventy years this monarch has reigned, even as the queen turned 96. April 21st. The actual birthday for the United Kingdom's longest reigning monarch, that date is a private celebration. Maybe a custard tart for breakfast in bed. Maybe she allows one of her corgis on the bed. But the official birthday of her turning 96 is later this week with the celebration of her platinum jubilee, 70 years. Much pomp and circumstance is planned, but why the wait for her birthday? There is a more likely chance of summer weather in June, a much better time for a parade. But there's more to this queen than wearing her crown. This queen bows before a greater king and makes no bones about it. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and we're starting a new series today called God Save the Queen. And as I said, the United Kingdom is getting ready to celebrate Queen Elizabeth's 96th birthday as well as her 70-year reign. There will be a lot of celebrating later this week as Queen Elizabeth is now the longest reigning monarch in Great Britain's history. But there's so much more to this queen than meets the eye. I had heard that she was a Christian, but after reading a new book called A Faithful Queen, I have a whole new perspective about her. She has clearly come to realize
1: more and more how important not only her faith is to her, but how important it is for the way people treat each other in society as a whole, that she's able to express that in ways that uh, don't offend anybody, but people can absolutely see the point. That's
0: the Bishop of Carlisle, James Newcomb. He'll be joining us again in just a moment on this American Memorial Day. He consults with the Queen and has had many meetings with her regarding her love for Jesus, so stay with me you won't want to miss this special insight about the queen and the king she serves. Well, I'm sure you know that the United Kingdom is one of the most pluralistic societies in the West. So, what a surprise to learn that Queen Elizabeth is loved and admired by so many of her royal subjects, despite their faith or lack of it. Why is that? I think it has much to do with her leadership style. She serves and loves her nation. And Commonwealth, because Jesus loved and served her first. To quote Her Majesty, God sent his only son to serve, not to be served. He restored love and service to the center of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. In an era of growing secularism in the West, those words are extremely encouraging. And that's why I found this brand new book called A Faithful Queen so refreshing. It's like a magazine full of pictures and well-designed pages, as well as quotes from her about her faith in Jesus. So after this program, I want you to have a copy of this new book. It was written by the co-author of The Servant Queen that we offered several years ago, but this one focuses on her 70-year reign as well as her remarkable faith in Jesus Christ as she serves both her Lord and her people. I believe this book will inspire you to boldly proclaim Christ as you live out your faith and serve those in your family, churches, workplaces, and the world. Our number for calling after the program is eight hundred sixty-five haven eight hundred sixty-five haven or go to our website. Check out some of the sample pages from A Faithful Queen, and then you can make your gift at haventoday.org haventoday.org and now let's open with the choir of St. Mary's Episcopal in Edinburgh and a mighty hymn called O Worship the King. Even today in a special program called God Save the Queen. And we're looking at the unique relationship that Queen Elizabeth of Great Britain has with her king, Jesus Christ. I want to go back to an interview we did a few years ago with Bishop James Newcomb, who knows the Queen personally. Welcome back to the program, Bishop James. Thank you, Charles. It's uh So good of you to take just a few moments. We're helping you in our small way, celebrate the queen's birthday this week, 90 years. Uh, Let me just throw out a question at first that I, I saw a study that was made last year. And it said that more than half of those living in England today do not believe that religion means anything in their life. Now, that's that's quite a study, isn't it? It is, and it's quite a change,
1: actually, from previous years, where uh, people have, generally speaking, recorded themselves, for the purposes of a census or whatever, as broadly Christian. Uh, that's not so much the case as it used to be. But having said that, many people call themselves Christians, but they didn't actually very often come to church. And uh, nowadays, those who call themselves Christians generally tend to be pretty committed. And the numbers who uh, arrive in our churches at festivals like Easter and Christmas and some of the other things like Harvest and Remembrance Day, they turn up in actually quite big numbers. And I think those statistics that you got in the survey don't quite do credit to the way in which many people would still regard the church, which is with a great deal of affection, especially mm-hmm. in an area like ours, and with a certain respect. And that applies to the nation as well, because uh, I'm a Church of England bishop, and one of my roles is to sit in the House of Lords. And there are still 26 bishops sitting in the House of Lords and taking part in the what amounts to the government of the country. And when we speak in the House of Lords, generally speaking, people are very attentive and very respectful, and they take careful note of what we have to say. And for that, we're hugely grateful.
0: Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the Queen's birthday, though. You, uh, I understand, are uh, an evangelical bishop, and uh, you are also uh, Mm -hmm. someone who meets with the Queen quite regularly. You, you mind just sharing that role with us for a moment, and then let's talk about the faith of the queen. Right. Well, the role is a rather
1: odd one. It's called the Clerk of the Closet, <laughs> and <laughs> pardon, nobody pardon me being an American, I no, nobody quite understands what it means. It goes back to the fifteenth century, so it's a very ancient title. And I think in the early days, the clerk of the closet was literally the person who looked after the royal household and made sure they had all the necessary provisions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Now it's always a diocesan bishop, and the role has changed dramatically. When a new bishop is made of a diocese, they have to pay homage to the Queen, and one of my roles is to go and oversee that homage. And I hold an open Bible while the person is paying their homage. And um, very often we will discuss the passage with the Queen after the homage has been paid. I also look after what's called the College of Royal Chaplains. There are about 35 of those in the country. And that's a particular honour that is given to some clergy. And then when there's a book that is written and dedicated to the Queen... One of my roles is to read it and make sure that it's appropriate. And that's one of the reasons why I had some connection with this book, The Servant Queen and the King She Serves.
0: Mm. Now, I understand you actually are paid a princely sum every year to be the clerk of uh, the closet.
1: That is true, Charles. Yes, my salary is notionally seven pounds. Uh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose that's about $12 or something like that. Um, uh, however, I have to tell you that I haven't yet seen it. <laughs> I see, so you haven't even been paid yet. <laughs> I don't really expect to, because I think the cost of administering it would probably be more than it's worth.
0: <laughs> I see. Well, Bishop James, we're on our program Haven Today all week. We're talking about kingship in in, in light of the Scripture. But uh, we're doing this because of the celebration of this coming weekend uh, for Her Majesty's 90th birthday. And um this queen is a is 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 not just the head of the Church of England she actually is a follower of Jesus isn't she
1: she is and uh, if i can give you a little quotation from a broadcast sure. she made at christmas a couple of years ago 2014 um she she gives a speech to the nation each christmas and on this occasion she said and i quote for me The life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life. A role model of reconciliation and forgiveness, he stretched out his hands in love, acceptance, and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people of whatever faith or none. And so that that kind of sums up where Mm. she stands, really. And I think everybody would say that her Christmas broadcasts have become more and more overtly Christian in recent years uh, as the years have gone by. Mm. Uh,
0: Tell me this. Most North Americans would think of uh, a Brit as being highly reserved and not willing to just unload whatever they're thinking at the moment. They hold back on that. Um, How in a country – where so many people see themselves as non-religious. The monarchy has changed over the decades of just the last century. Uh, How can the queen get away with talking so openly about her faith in Christ?
1: Well, I think for a couple of reasons, really. One is because she's held in such enormously high regard by almost everybody in the country. And they respect her hugely, and they see her faith being lived out in daily life through her extraordinary consistency, her remarkable service to all sorts uh, of people, and through the sheer integrity, really, of her life. She's she <laughs> never put a foot wrong. And I think people respect that, and they recognize that a lot of it has to do with what she believes. So... Um that's a part of it. And I think the other part of it is that um she has clearly come to realise more and more, as that quotation makes clear, just how important not only her faith is to her, but how important it is for the way people treat each other in society as a whole, that she's able to express that in ways that uh, don't offend anybody But people can absolutely see the point.
0: Mm. Do you think the world would be a better place if leaders like the Queen, who are followers of Jesus, would express their faith in Jesus publicly?
1: Well, I think it's very helpful. I mean, obviously, the danger is that as soon as people mention Jesus, some will switch off and say, well, we don't want to hear about that. But the Queen has always managed to express her faith in ways which are entirely non-offensive which don't upset people and which enable them to listen and to take notes so i think if leaders were able to follow her example on that the world would definitely be a better place and i'd be delighted if they did
0: amen i would too bishop james now i'm curious if you could share a story or two with us that would help us see the queen's faith in action Well, I think a couple of things
1: there, really, Charles. I mean, one is that she makes a point wherever she is, including on holiday, of going to church on Sundays. And on the uh, particular occasion when I was preaching in the service where she was attending, she uh, was paying careful attention to everything that was said. And clearly the whole of the service meant a great deal to her, and she was very involved in the liturgy. And I think the other little um, story would be from the homages that I was mentioning earlier on. The person who's paying the homage, the new bishop, chooses a passage in the Bible, and the Bible is open at that passage. And when they've paid their homage, which is an ancient form of words, uh, they get up, and we all have a, a little chat, And very often the Queen will say, well, which passage did you choose? And why did you choose that? And what's important about it to you? And we're able to have a little conversation, a little sort of almost Bible study (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there on the spot, which I think is absolutely wonderful. And uh, it's a massive privilege from my point of view to be
0: involved. Mm. Bishop James Newcomb and Carlyle, do you mind, since you are a bishop and you're a follower of Jesus yourself, uh, do, do you mind leading us in prayer? No, I'd be delighted. Heavenly Father, we
1: thank you for the world that you have made and that you love so much that you sent your only son, Jesus, to be our Savior and to give life to all who believe in him. We do pray for peace in that world, torn apart as it is by violence, by destruction, and by hatred. We pray for our leaders, especially we pray for Her Majesty the Queen, and we thank you for her wonderful example of Christian faith, not only spoken about, but lived out day by day. And we pray for all those who know you and love you, Pray that they may find in you a true anchor and a steadfast hope as they face so many pressures in their daily lives and in their work. And we ask for ourselves the courage to be witnesses to all that you have given us in terms of our faith. And we pray for the grace to show your love to all those whom we meet. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
0: Amen. Bishop James Newcomb and Clerk of the Closet to Her Majesty the Queen of England, thank you so much for being with us here on Haven today, this week.
1: Great pleasure. Thank you very much, Charles.
0: This is Haven today in a special program we're calling God Save the Queen. I love any excuse to hear hymns sung by a choir backed by an organ. What a stirring rendition of How Shall I Sing That Majesty by the Wells Cathedral Choir in England. And this choir has been around in some shape or another since the year 909. Yes, over 1100 years of singing praises to our majestic God. And a special thanks once again to Bishop James Newcomb, the Bishop of Carlisle and Keswick in the north of England. There's a thin line between being too pushy with your faith in your workplace, but on the other side, sometimes we're just too afraid to talk about our Lord, Jesus. But as you just heard, Queen Elizabeth has walked between these two for a very long time, tastefully sharing her faith with her nation in word and deed, the legacy she wants to leave all of us, is the same that we should all aspire to. I was a man, woman, who served Jesus because he served me first. The world has changed around Queen Elizabeth II, but her faith remains strong. And that's why I want to send you the new book called A Faithful Queen. It was written by the co author of The Servant Queen that we offered several years ago, but this new book focuses on her 70-year reign as queen, and it's filled with many photos and rarely seen prayers written by the queen, and it all points to her vibrant faith in Jesus Christ. I believe this book will inspire you to boldly proclaim Christ as you live out your faith and serve others in your family, in your church, in your workplace, and in your world. Call us right now. We're answering our phones here on this American Memorial Day, and our number you can call is eight hundred sixty-five 65 haven eight hundred sixty-five haven Or check out some of the sample pages from A Faithful Queen. See for yourself how beautifully it's laid out on the pages, and then you can make your gift and ask for the book at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, when again we get to share the great story about the King of Kings. It's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. for your encouragement and your walk with jesus i'm charles morris with haven ministries inviting you to anchor your day in god's word black friday remember when this was the big thing the day after thanksgiving early in the morning people lining up for hours before rushing the stores trying to get the best deals biting, trampling chaos some of the worst parts of humanity on display Well, modern North America is not the place to experience chaos and selfishness, not even close. We read these words in the very last verse of the book of Judges. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. What a terrible sight. God's people descending into chaos and violence. But there is good news. God not only sent kings to Israel, but eventually sent the king of kings. And one day he will banish all chaos. Get Anchor devotional in print monthly. Visit GetAnchor.com.